Did you know that E is the most common letter in the English language? We've got all sorts of fun and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Life would be a breeze. Life would be a breeze. Okay, maybe you weren't thinking that. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. This podcast is where yours truly gets to talk to you, the listener, about all sorts of fun, random subjects including informative tidbits, uh, social media stuff, answering all sorts of random questions that you have or never even thought you would have. And that's what this show is all about. Now, normally I don't do this alone, but today is a different circumstance. I've been chalkpiling a whole bunch of episodes together in the event of a temporary hiatus. So if you're listening to this, You're welcome. And now on to the good stuff. Since recording the last episode, I had received an email from uh, one of our listeners asking me a question. So it's time to go into Rhino and the Mailbox of Doom. Bum ba dum bum. Here's some mail. And here in Rhino and the Mailbox of Doom, uh, the question that has been sent to the email, which is Did you know Rhino at gmail.com? Question follows, Ryan, who is your favorite U.S. president? It's a really good question. Thank you very much for asking. The My favorite U.S. president is Abe Lincoln. I mean, he's on the penny, the $5 bill. He, you know, he can rock out a hat, had an epic beard, also uh, was able to, you know, well, he says, welcome to the Hall of Presidents sometimes. And, um, he also traveled through time with, uh, Bill and Ted and he hunted a whole bunch of vampires. So yeah, that's my favorite you as president. If you have any questions and you'd like my opinion on your question or any statements you'd like to uh, have answered or solved, let us know. Did you know Ryan O at gmail.com? You could also tweet at us at did you know Ryan O or check out the Facebook page, Did You Know, with Ryan O. And that was the Mailbox of Doom. Now, I've been listening to all sorts of fun music lately, but I have a rather interesting... Uh, well, doesn't every, anybody and everyone have a rather interesting selection of music? Um, and it, for me, it all started from the like 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 college years. Because when, when you're at home, you, you kind of listen to what your environment has. So for me, it was a lot of uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s stuff or um, whatever was semi-popular on the radio, but mostly 60s, 70s, and 80s stuff because they were awesome and amazing. And that's what my folks listened to. So a, a lot of uh, eagles and... Hall and Oates and uh, and Journey and Beatles and um, Doobie Brothers and Alabama and Chicago and Fleetwood Mac, 
Who else did my folks listen to? Um, oh, yeah, and then some of the rest of the family listened to Steely Dan and and uh, Steve Miller Band, all sorts of fun music. And so the stuff you listen to, you either choose to stick with it or you can choose to rebel against it with like rap music or go the extreme. So uh, I still loved it, but I found some other stuff that had a modern twist, but still that funky vibe. And a lot of that stuff was some of the, the indie stuff coming out of like the middle of Michigan or uh, coming from big cities and stuff. Um, and and a lot of those folks are no longer in those bands because they didn't really go that far. But those three or four CDs from a bunch of those bands were a, a fantastic listen to. Uh, for And right now, one song that's been stuck in my head is uh, Silly Boys by the Blue Van. You probably have never heard of the Blue Van. Neither had I until I heard that song, and I love it. It's a rather awesome song. So I guess the moral of the story, if there is one, is to check out some music that you might not think that you're interested in and uh, give it a try. The worst thing that can happen is you don't like it. Um, and that's been my music corner. I was thinking the other day about foods that you could find at like food trucks or carnivals and stuff because I was driving down the road and I saw uh, a food truck right next to these little tiny kitty rides. When you're in the middle of of uh, Florida seeing a little state fair or fairground here or there just random rides isn't that uncommon. So seeing the food trucks out there got me to thinking what some of my favorite foods were when I went to carnivals and state fairs. If you were listening to the past episode, you heard all sorts of fun stories from my Elvis days, as I like to call them. And um, sometimes I'd go out to these fairgrounds and there'd be rather interesting food available. Um, a lot of them in their little, like like now the food trucks are the more um, upscale version of what carnival food used to be. And for those of you who don't know, like carnival food, you, uh, you're you not missing out. Uh, some of it, like elephant ears and, and hot dogs and burgers and pizza slices and stuff like that um a lot of fried foods were available and the the quality wasn't always that amazing with these carnival foods but every now and then you would get a real good one like a a nice philly cheesesteak and it was it was amazing or you'd get these uh these burgers with like onion rings on you'd you'd get these weird combinations or like food that you never thought would be fried or should be fried like Oreos, but they deep fry the Oreos and then you've got all of a sudden a new invention, a new discovery of possible heart failure in the future. And it made me think about some of those other cool stuff like uh, like different ice creams. Like you could, you could technically fry ice cream and have the ice cream in the center and then you cut into your, your fried thing and the ice cream kind of oozes out into some delicious yumminess. It's 
it's it's some pretty ridiculous and good stuff. Um, but the the carnival foods were only just one part of the equation. If you were ever at a carnival or a street fair, you might know some of the the vendors, like some of the arts and crafts vendors, uh, or there are the the fun rides that just spin around and you know Ferris wheels and all sorts of fancy spinning and spinning. There's a lot of spinning rides for for carnivals, and then there were the games with uh, the the loud guys who would shout at you trying to get you to spend your money at some of their games that may or may not have been that honest because they just wanted your money. Doesn't doesn't everybody, though? Um, and so some of the carnival games were fun. Like, uh, I used to like the the dart toss, like the, the balloon pop. And if you popped a balloon in, in one of them, you could win a CD. I, I, I don't know, maybe a guy just took his old CD collection and decided to make money off of it because balloons, you can get an entire thing of balloons for like 99 cents. And so it probably didn't have much overhead cost for him. These other guys, they have to tap into the water in the local area and uh, actually get some big prizes from a company and and hang on to them. And, and you know, they only charge you like a couple of, well, they only get charged a couple cents for one of those prizes, but you end up spending like five bucks in order to try to get one. But uh, they're they're fun and exciting. And I didn't get to play too many when I was a youngster because being able to play them and being able to afford them are two different situations. And sometimes you would, or we'd rather direct your money to more interesting things like food and experiences, not just tossing money at a carnival game and just hoping that it works. But if you were to toss money at a carnival game, you hope it'd be rather fun. Now, I have seen a lot of these games um, in in my years of, of my carnival activities, fairgrounds, or theme park activities. I've, I've seen a whole bunch of stuff uh, about um, how people handle loss. And that's what I'm going to talk to you guys today about on this here episode. So let's start with kids um, or adults. It's all about training. From my uh, psych background in, in college, I've learned a lot about training and how you can uh, adjust behavior and how you learn certain behaviors and stuff and how you can, well, fix it and, and adapt. But these these youngsters, they learn these terrible behaviors right off the bat and uh, the, the parents don't necessarily fix that and it it leads to giant meltdowns in public and we're going to talk more about those giant meltdowns in public right after this we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor this episode has been brought to you by everyday cosplay finds 
Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. The 90s are back, people, and the best way to get prepared is to buy some scrunchies. But why would you buy some from Target where your mother-in-law, sister, or friend could get the same one? How embarrassing. When you could have a unique scrunchie of your own. From handmade scrunchies to homemade throw pillows, What's the Stitch is your one-stop shop to get everything you could want. At What's the Stitch, you can pick out the fabric or pattern you want, and she can make it just like you want it. You can check out What's the Stitch on their Instagram at What's the Stitch KP and on Facebook at What's the Stitch KP. And now back to our show. Did you know with Rhino? So, in order to get you into the proper setting of, of how a game is done, let's talk about a, like, like a kid's going to show up to a carnival game and they're going to be like, yeah, I want to do this. And then the parents are like, no, we don't want to spend money. And then they're like, how much? And then they end up spending money. And then they're like, okay, let's do this. Or they're like, all right, let's get this kid um, to, to play a game. Let's just get this thing started. And then the, the person at the game walks the kid through how it goes, like, um, like one of those squirting games. You, you aim for the center of the target. You fill up your balloon, the first balloon to, to, to pop is the winner. And um and so it's already clearly explained. But the the child is never really explained by the parents um about what happens when they lose. And um I'm not a parent myself, but just I'm assuming that no parent wants their child to lose. That just sounds like a, a thing that you don't want someone you love you love to to lose. You want to see them win and succeed and have fun and you want to see the smile on their face. So when they're younger and you're playing games at home, um, it's like all of a sudden, oh yeah, you win. The, you, the kid didn't really win, but you're playing like shoots and ladders or uh, or like Candyland or something and then uh, the kid wins, Be- but, but the kid didn't win. And then when the kid loses, um, they're not taught about how to handle or accept the losing. Um, and so they just freak out and have a meltdown and cry and run right into your arms from, from not being taught how to, to accept that not everyone is a winner. And if you want to play a game where everyone is a winner, well, those just don't exist. But it's not just the kids that have problems with losing. It continues on into adulthood as well. And I've seen relationships end because of how each part of the relationship deals with losing. Now, let's just say you have a basic heterosexual guy-girl relationship and they play competitively against each other, okay? 
So there are multiple outcomes. Outcome number one, the guy wins and gives the prize to the girl. The girl is happy. Outcome two, the guy wins, keeps the prize, gloats about it, and a fight ensues. Um, number number three, the girl wins, and neither one of them really acknowledge it. Like, okay, cool, good job, awesome, and then they then they move on, you know, all nonchalantly. Like um, number four, the girl wins and like throws it in the dude's face, and he either takes it because he he does or he throws a fit right back. And then there are the extremes where one wins either side and the other one storms off all grumbling because the person's like, yeah, I won in your face, yeah, or something like that. You know, it's it's all about how you approach the situation and that's all about how the situation is received or handled. So... If you start a situation with kindness as your intention, kindness will probably be the end result. Just saying. As I was saying, I wasn't necessarily a carnival games type of person when I was younger, but I was definitely a carnival ride type of person. And I always loved going into those little haunted houses where you go into a little vehicle, like a small little buggy, and you get spun around and you go around the corner and there is a spooky thing. And they go around another corner and there is a spooky thing. And a couple more corners, ah, more spooky stuff. And then the ride was over. That was fun. I always enjoyed those types of rides. Those were indeed my 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 favorites when it came to the carnival rides. And sometimes I wonder about like some of the people who would work on these carnival rides, like how they would um, fix them. Like who goes around during certain... St- fairs and carnivals and who fixes the rides is it the person in charge of it is it like a special company who who fixes those particular rides that's that's a fun overall question that i kind of have had on top of my head for quite some time now Uh, because i personally have been doing a little bit of handyman work myself around uh, this particular house um the casa del mar as we call it Lots of fun here. And uh, lately been doing some some work. Uh, just recently um, disassembled a toilet and reassembled it after uh, re- replacing the wax ring and stuff. It, it was a party. It was it was an experience. Um, my, my, my dad helped me out because he is the, the ultimate uh, tool man. And so when it comes to like what's knowing what's up and how to do stuff, He's the guy I always talk to, like, hey, what about this? Oh, this, this, and this. Okay, cool. And then we, we figure it out. Uh, so so working on that was always fun. And and then I replaced a, what did we replace lately? A couple of tiles, I guess. Those were fun. Um, a lot of glue and caulk involved, which is an interesting word. Um, did a lot of outside stuff, too, with repairing cracks on stucco which is rough an experience. Uh, yeah. Don't re- don't repair stucco unless you have to. I know now from experience, don't don't unless you have to. It's it's a pain in the butt. And if you have to, make sure you get an exact match of paint in order to cover it. 
yeah, it's it's an experience as well. Um, also, an experience is replacing uh, light bulbs and light bulb fixtures and and uh, dealing with old screws and stuff, which leads us into my next rant about stripping screws. Have you ever tried to uh, re- replace the batteries in something or replace a light bulb in something, but in order to get there, you had to to use a screwdriver to unscrew it, and then you realize that you couldn't because the screws were indeed stripped? Yeah, that's that's not a fun problem. Um, the stripping of the screws is where the groove, the little plus or minus, just for those of you who are not necessarily familiar with it, doesn't exist anymore because the well, there are multiple reasons. Um, you don't have a um, the, you don't have a tool that's big enough. Um, it was an incorrect size tool. There were cheap screws to start off with. You're adding too much force, not the right angle. There are all sorts of issues that could lead to it, but it ends up having you um, be unable to open said object and not get into it. Um, now, if you're so here's here's my little fix that I've learned is if you're dealing with wood or or metal or something, um, it's a little bit easier than a electronic device. But you could use a uh, extractor bit and an actual um, electric drill and you can put the bit into a drill and then you could uh, there's a couple of them out there one size creates a hole and the other one fills that hole and grips and then was is able to take it out so those are easy ways to fix it but still getting to that situation is not fun so for the individual who normally has to fix stuff like that, like yours truly, my recommendation out there is if you don't have the right tool and don't know what you're doing, just ask someone else to do it or give you the right tool. Because if you don't, it's just going to lead to a whole bunch of problems that the person who has to fix doesn't want to deal with. And so that's my my little small uh, rant on on screws and and stuff like that. So after that little rant, it looks like we're now winding down towards the end of this episode, which uh, leads us to, of course, our question of the episode, which is going to be when when you go to carnivals, what is your favorite type of ride? Um, you can answer that question or any other question by checking out the Facebook page, Did You Know, with Ryan O. You could also uh, talk to us on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. Or you can shoot us an email with any sorts of questions, comments, or concerns you may have by doing so. Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. We had lots of fun here. I know I most certainly did. I hope you did as well. And uh, we look forward to checking out with you in the next episode. Until then, as always, try to find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time.